to our podcast. We are the Faith Lift Sisters, four women who love Jesus and who have committed to spending time together studying the Bible and growing in friendship with each other. We love being together and we hope that you will enjoy your time with us. Okay, hey there. We are um, the Faith Live Sisters, and we're finishing up Hebrews 12 today. And I gave you a warning earlier um, that we were going to spend some extra time today on our verses. Um, Terry's just going to jump right in, and she's going to read 12, 18 through 29. So let's go. All righty. You have not come to a mountain that can be touched and that is burning with fire to darkness, gloom, and storm, to a trumpet blast or to such a voice speaking words that those who heard it begged that no further word be spoken to them because they could not bear what was commanded. If even an animal touches the mountain, it must be stoned to death. The sight was so terrifying that Moses said, I am trembling with fear. But you have come to Mount Zion, to the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem. You have come to thousands upon thousands of angels in joyful assembly, to the church of the firstborn, whose names are written in heaven. You have come to God, the judge of all, to the spirits the righteous made spirits of the righteous made perfect, to Jesus, the mediator of the new covenant, and to the sprinkled blood that speaks a better word than the blood of Abel. See to it that you do not refuse him who speaks. If they did not escape when they refused him who warned them on earth, how much less will we if we turn away from him who warns us from heaven. At that time, his voice shook the earth, but now he has promised, once more I will not only shake the earth, but also the heavens. The words once more indicate the removing of what can be shaken, that is, created things, so that what cannot be shaken may remain. Therefore, since we are receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken, let us be thankful and so worship God acceptably with reverence and awe, for our God is a consuming fire. I've never thought about the difference between um, Mount Zion and Mount Sinai before. This kind of, you know, gave me some new direction on the thinking about this. Mm-hmm. And remember we talked a little while ago, Rosemary, you pointed out the um the heavenly Jerusalem and how the temple was, you know, copied after that. Mm-hmm. I think that was something new that I hadn't thought of before we studied that passage either. So it's it's really cool to get some extra new thoughts about things. But how scared they were of um, Mount Sinai and how God came with thunder and smoke and fire and a loud trumpet and shaking. And um, the people were scared. It wasn't a healthy awe. They were downright scared. But we come to Mount Zion, a spiritual mountain, And we also have awe of God, but it's a healthy, loving awe of how awesome he is. So I like the comparison. Yeah, I I think it's really important to keep looking at those comparisons back and forth. The two mountains are pretty important. I think when we look at Sinai, even just imagining being one of the Israelites, 
and experiencing that fire, the earthquakes. I mean, we get that now. We get scared, just little ones. What if this thing's shaking the earth? Um, and you're told to come and stand at the bottom of it. I yeah. know. I and don't know. touch anything. Right. <clears throat> yeah. I used to think you'd be automatically, you would die. But it says in this one, they'll be stoned, which means that people had to take the initiative if someone dies or someone touches the mountain to stone that person to stop that. But I, can't, I don't know what just was going in my head. You touch it. I didn't touch it. You touched it. I didn't touch it. It's like, well, and part of me is like confusion. And yeah. that, that this is what happens when God enters this place of sin. Right. And I, I almost like ended the last ones. God is an all consuming fire. But you notice on Mount Zion, he's not. There isn't tons of fire going on up there. I, I just kept thinking about the differences between the two. And it was like God's presence when he was on Sinai was in the midst of sin. That's why that fire was burning. Yeah. That's why a lot of it was a consuming fire. Just, just so that the presence of God, I think, could be there. A lot of things had to happen. But in heaven... It does that doesn't need to happen. Yeah. There's no smoke and fire and shaking and right. You know, when we get to Mount Zion, when we get to the New Jerusalem, it's a there's a river of living water flowing through the middle of it. There's peace. There's the tree of life. We're all sitting down for a banquet. There's then there's commerce coming and going. The nations will come before the Lord. I mean, it's some pretty incredible stuff. Um as opposed to this shaken mountain where it's dark and it's almost like fire and brimstone, right. thunder, and lightning. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. It's quite a contrast. Mm -hmm. And and in the midst of that, I, I, there's, um, it's now if you obey me fully and keep my covenant, then out of the nations, you will be my treasured possessions. So God is creating covenant at this point with them at Mount Sinai, and the people responded, we will do everything the Lord has said. And God's gone, uh-huh. <laughs> like, sure, right. I've heard right. that before. Uh, yeah, yeah, I've heard that. <laughs> Have I heard that before? <laughs> right. <laughs> but then God fulfills his peace, uh, and he continues that connection, and he continues um, on Mount Sinai to be connected with the people as he's taking them through the desert and the pillar of fire, being able to meet with him in the tent of meetings at the Holy of Holies. And so Angie, when you were describing heaven mm -hmm. and uh, those are good. And then um, verse 22, you've come to Mount Zion to the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem. You have come when we get there thousands upon yeah. thousands of angel and joyful assembly to the church of the firstborn, which I didn't know. I'm a firstborn. Yeah, first We're all firstborns according to whose names are written in heaven. You have come to God, the judge of all, to the spirits of righteousness made perfect in Jesus. And it's like, woo, yeah. that's a joyful assembly of thousands of thousands of angels. Well, you lot. know, when when I first moved away from home, 
you know, I left Florida and I moved out to Seattle. Um, there's nothing like that feeling when you've been gone from home and you go back. Um, and so I think when we enter the new Jerusalem, we're going to, we're going to, it's going to be like home. It's a homecoming. And so I think we will be overwhelmed. I mean, I would step off the airplane. Remember in the old days, you had to walk down the steps onto the tarmac to get into the terminal. I would fly home to visit my folks. They'd open that plane door and I would step out on that staircase and I'd feel that rush of humidity. And I would think, oh, I'm home. Mm. And that was such an overwhelming, incredible feeling. And I think it's going to be something kind of like that when we get to heaven. We're going to be home. Um, And I don't think we give that enough credit. We don't, if we're not really identifying as part of the family of God and that this is not really our home, but that heaven is our home, then we, we don't let ourselves imagine that. But I think we need to, we really need to rest in that, um, that we are aliens and strangers here. And someday we're going home. Um, Mm. I think that we might, we might walk a little differently. We might live a little differently. So I'm, I'm, you know, I'm here living this life and I'm doing a job, the walking the walk that God running the race that God laid out for me to race, but home is someplace else. And we sure had to go through a lot that from Genesis to revelation. Yeah. But the game changer is Jesus. Jesus Once again, once again, that is what makes it so it's not a mountain of fire. It's not terrifying for us to go into heaven. Yeah. That we're, I loved that, Angie, when you're saying we're coming home. We're coming home. That yeah. feeling. And, okay. No, usually when I get home, I have to run to the bathroom real fast. But other than that, <laughs> it is good to be home. It's good to be home. Even that is a good, it is good to be really home in your own so happy. Yes, yes, that's true. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I, I think it is important to see that Jesus is the one who's made that difference for us. So remember with the veil, you couldn't um, go to the Holy of Holies and Jesus tore that. So we don't have to be, we don't have that fear. Yeah, we, that's, that's, a, that's a really big point, I think. You know, there was a lot of fear in this, this description of Mount Sinai. It was pretty scary mm-hmm. and it created a lot of fear. But since Jesus has come, we haven't been given a spirit of fear, but of power and of love mm-hmm. and of a sound mind. So we don't have to be mindlessly afraid of anything um, because we have the spirit of Jesus in us, the Holy Spirit. Um, that, that gets rid of that fear. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm one of those people that if I'm in fear, I will make mistake after mistake after mistake. Because I'm not connected to my brain. I'm not connected to God. Fear is overruling every single thing I'm doing. I don't know that I would have been able to make it at Mount Sinai. Truly. I just, even out of fear. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. It's kind of, I mean, Moses had already met with God. You know, this wasn't his first go Mm -hmm. around. And even at this point, even he's like, 
I am trembling with fear. This is terrifying. Mm -hmm. And then the people begged him to stop. Moses, ask him to stop. We can't take one more word. It's too much for us. It's too much. Instead of, I mean, when we are reading his word, we're hearing his word, we're pretty happy about it. Right. You know, more. I, I I would like more to fill up my, you know, my tank. But they're like, we can't take it. We just can't take it. One more minute. That's, I think that's so sad. That, so I think that, as I'm picturing that, the difference in the Holy Spirit. We have the Holy Spirit within us. And I have a feeling now um, that I have Jesus, that that I'm... Um, I have the Holy Spirit within me that I could go to Mount Sinai and I would just kneel and worship, not on the mountain, uh, near the mountain. <laughs> right. <laughs> right? But it's like down there in the valley. <laughs> right. Right. Um, in a safe distance. Yeah. 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 But I, I don't know that I would have that fear because of the Holy Spirit within me would be that comforter would be that one. And because I would recognize him. This is God. Oh, yeah. oh, I know your voice. I know who you are. I know you seem kind of angry now, but okay. <laughs> you know, I know ultimately you love me. I don't know that he was angry. He was actually trying to create covenant. It was just so huge. I don't think the people could contain it. You know, I think that's where the Holy Spirit would really help me right now. You know, if I was, if I went back and had a Sinai experience. I, I often think like, you know, when they do like the end of the world stuff, it's like, how would I react? I'd be like, oh, God, are. <laughs> I, I kind of have that feeling that it would be just like, well, clearly I can't control this, you know, whatever is happening. And it's like, I just I think I would be excited to see God, you know, Jesus. I was thinking about that trumpet blast, how that has been um, like a signal from time announcing God, um, announcing his presence and stuff, but also used as a weapon, mm-hmm. right? To bring down the walls of Jericho. Jericho and how here with all this fire and darkness and, you know, all that kind of stuff, there was this trumpet blast that kept getting louder and louder and louder and louder. And it, I can see that raising the irritation of level of the people for one oh, thing. Yeah. Also, you know, if something's going to happen and it, the music's getting louder, like on a movie or whatever, you know, something's going to happen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> know it. Mm-hmm. And I think it's the same thing here. It's like, Oh, what's going to happen. And just the overwhelming um, feeling of that sound coming on you. Yeah, and that physical feeling of it, like when the sound comes, yeah, you physically feel that in your body at mm-hmm. levels that um, you can't get away from it. Mm-hmm. Like it's penetrating. Yeah. 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 Well, and they're standing out there and it's dark and it's gloomy and it's stormy and you've got that trumpet blasting and, mm-hmm. and pretty overwhelming and a voice speaking words. Um that must have been hard to hear. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so let's think of what it might be like going into heaven and entering that and thousands of angels singing joyfully. 
Yeah. How would you react? It's like I, I want to jump up and down and clap my hands. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know that I would be calm. I think I would have some extreme emotions here too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Although I might. <laughs> I got in. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, for for followers of Jesus, we've we've been in this presence. We've gone boldly to the throne of grace to receive mercy. So we've had a taste of what that's going to be like. Um, only just this is going to be like magnified a gazillion times more when the day comes that we actually enter in. Mm-hmm. And you're coming, we, we won't be coming to a God that is commanding death. If you even, you know, you're com- we're coming in here to God who loves us, who has extended yeah. that grace to us, yeah. who gives us mercy and is loving. And, and he and Jesus are the light, right? They're the yeah. center of everything. Center of everything. And, you know, the, I don't think at this point the angels are coming together in joyful assembly because we're coming, because we're there. Well, they might, but it's because they're with God, with Jesus, and and we're going to be doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah, I, I do think, you know, there's, there's going to be a lot of rejoicing in heaven because God's prophecy, all these words that God has spoken to us are going to find their fulfillment in that day. So I think there'll be There'll be a lot of rejoicing because God's will has been done. Mm -hmm. Um, And we're going to be rejoicing. They are going to, the angels are going to be rejoicing. It, it, it's just going to be, just think like picture those old parade movies from the end of world war two. You know, they had confetti going in the streets of New York and people laughing and kissing and carrying on on the streets. It was just a mind blowing um, celebration because we were victorious. This is going to be a victory parade that's going on in heaven because God mm. is victorious and we, and everybody's going to know it. Um, it's just going to be a, an awesome, awesome event when we get there. It's interesting when you were doing the ticker tape parades and talking about that, one of the other reasons they were celebrating was the war was over. Yeah. And it feels like when we get to heaven, the war will be over. The war will be mm-hmm. over. Because this is, yeah. we are at war with an enemy here. Yeah. There's no doubt. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. So. Ooh, let's go. I'm ready. All right. Are we? No. Are we I ready mean to, to heaven. Oh, you I mean to heaven. Yes. <laughs> Not quite. But it probably okay. is time to wrap this up and go probably to, isn't to it? Wrap yeah. it up. Yes, it is. True. All right. Well, is it okay if I pray for us today? Yeah. That sounds great. Father, we just thank you. Um, Oh my goodness, you are such an awesome God. And we worship you and we praise you because there is no one like you. And Father, we do know that we are aliens and strangers here on this earth, but that someday we're coming home. And that there will be a joyous celebration because, like Rosemary said, the war is over. We're home. Your will has been fulfilled. And, Father, we do look forward to that day. 
We thank you, Father, that you have loved us with an everlasting love and that you have poured out your grace on us so that we could become your sons and your daughters. We are so very thankful, Father, for that great big heart that you have that loved us even when we didn't love you. And so, Father, we pray that we will be a living testimony to that love and to that grace, that the people that we meet will come to know you a little bit more and what a loving Father you are because your love is in us and we've been able to share that with others. So, Father, we give you honor and glory. We exalt the name of Jesus. We praise him and worship him. And we thank you, Lord, that you have let us be a part of this great plan that you have. And we thank you in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. And cut. <laughs> <laughs>